0: Welcome back to WKOK Sunrise. Matt Catrillo here with you, joined now by Dr. Anne-Marie Morse, a board-certified and fellowship-trained pediatric neurologist and sleep medicine specialist at Geisinger. We're going to talk daylight saving time, and maybe it may not be a good thing to have it as permanent with some sleep studies that have just came out recently. Dr. Morse is going to talk about that. Dr. Morse, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me today. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So if this Sunshine Protection Act does pass the House and is signed into law by the president, we won't, of course, have to change our clocks twice a year. Everybody thinks this is annoying all the time and daylight savings times would be permanent nationwide beginning in 2023. But there are some health concerns and Dr. Morris is going to talk to us about that including some health problems and possible accidents as this maybe can cause some disruptions in our sleep. So what can you tell us about that, Dr. Morrison, what specifics might affect us if we were to go to this type of change?
1: So first and foremost, I 100% agree with you that I think we're all excited about this concept of not having to change our class multiple times a year. In fact, as a sleep society, and, and I'm a part of the American Academy of Sleep Medicine as well, we agree that this is great. It's wonderful attention on sleep and also this change of not having to do the so fast because that's not favorable for us either. However, the one argument that we would have is not adopting a permanent daylight saving time, but rather adopting a permanent standard similar to what Hawaii and Arizona has done for many, many years now. Part of the reasons for this is because although we all have the perception of daylight saving time being very favorable, why? Because it occurs at the time of the year where it's spring and summer, that sunshine, we get to go out, we get to enjoy it. That is not going to be the same experience that we see year-round. And even though we many times have this perception that it's more favorable for us, The things that we actually see occur year after year with daylight saving time include increase in motor vehicle accidents. There's actually a 6% increase in fatal car crashes that occur after daylight saving time. We see an increase in hospitalizations, an increase in things like stroke and heart attack, and we also see increase in other adverse outcomes like mood disturbances, depression, and even suicides that are related to daylight saving time. The reason for this is because of the fact that when we are adopting daylight saving time or experiencing daylight saving time, we are entering a time frame that is in misalignment with our circadian rhythm, our day-night rhythm. The reason this is important is not just because of our perception of daytime and nighttime, but also because every single cell in our body has what we call a clocking, which is a circadian rhythm gene, meaning that that's how our body knows when it's day or night. So when we put our bodies in a time frame that is not accompanying what they should be expecting. We see all types of havoc um, uh, wrecking loose on our on our bodies.
0: See, that's fascinating because when I look at someone like this, not this is not obviously the, my my topic du jour, so to speak, or my expertise. But I would just think, you know, if we go to this payla- permanent daylight savings time, yeah, it's it's light out. We get to enjoy that. But that's really interesting. So, what exactly, if we were to go to this permanent daylight savings time, that can be about a uh that can be a kind of a compromise here from from the health perspective what exactly would that look like what would it look like say seven six seven eight o'clock in the morning when we're getting ready for work going to work going to school and then coming home five six seven eight o'clock in the evening what is exactly does that look like under this compromise that health experts would like to see
1: So one of the things that's challenging is if we do adopt a permanent uh, daylight saving time is that different parts of the country will be affected a little bit differently. Um, But overall, when we have done this in the past, and so this is going to be the this time that somewhere in the world has tried this, we've done this twice in the United States previously, and it's failed horribly. They've done it in the U.K., they've done it in Russia, and it's failed horribly. But part of the reason why it has failed is for the exact question that you've just posed, what does it look like in the morning? And so there's some parts of this country where sunrise won't be until about 9.30 in the morning. The reason why this fails is many times because parents are having these significant concerns that their kids are going to school in the dark. We see an increase in motor vehicle accidents, especially in our teenagers who are now even more sleep-deprived related to daylight saving time, and now we're seeing more commute times occurring in dark hours. Um, And so this is really going to disrupt what our body is recognizing as appropriate waking hours and appropriate nighttime hours. We see on average that um, uh, there's about... Um, uh, 19 minutes of sleep lost per day with daylight saving time. And although that may sound like a small amount of time, it is cumulative um, over time and has major, major impacts on our overall health and well-being.
0: And of course, we're talking about this as the year-round standard time that would be better for our minds and bodies. And talking with Dr. Anne-Marie Morse, who is a board-certified and fellowship-trained pediatric neurologist and sleep medicine specialist Now, the other side of this too, Dr. Morris, is the seasonal depression that comes when we change the clocks back, especially because it's darker out when we're used to it being light out like at 4 or 5 o'clock. So where does that lie into this conversation?
1: So we recognize that when we are seeing daylight saving time, that there is an increase in these mood disturbances. And many times we are seeing that there is um, benefit from having increased light exposure. Now, the... That's the argument that many would have back to me in regards to adopting daylight saving time. However, the problem with it again is that you're going to be shifting the daylight exposure which is only going to contribute more to feelings like that seasonal affective disorder. So it is really important for us to try and adhere to more of a standard time. It definitely is better for your health and for your mood and it's going to reduce some of those symptoms that you're describing that can be seen with seasonal affective disorder.
0: So, if this Sunshine Protection Act passes as is, where it's just permanent daylight savings time and not the year round standard time that health experts would like to see, should we maybe think about altering our bedtimes uh, to make sure that we don't get into some of these issues here as far as a- potential more accidents and health concerns and things like that?
1: So, I think you, you make a, a great point. And one of the things that I would say is a call to action that we already know is well established is that the CDC in 2014 said that the United States is in an epidemic state of sleep deprivation. And so I would say, if nothing else, this is the call to attention that we should all be reflecting on what our sleep patterns are, irrespective of if this gets passed or not. And so the piece that I would strongly encourage your listeners to consider is to examine their timing, their duration, and their quality of sleep because this is one of the pillars of overall health. And so making sure that they're having a regular bedtime, close to seven days a week, and really trying to maintain those age appropriate number of hours of sleep and good quality sleep. Those are all steps that you can take towards protecting yourself some from if this does become permanent. It is important to also recognize that federally, even if this were to pass, that states do have the autonomy to adopt standard time irrespective of this act if it were to go into legislation.
0: And of course it's ironic that we're having this conversation now about sleep because this month is National Sleep Awareness Month and Dr. Morris you were just at a trip to Rome for a speaking engagement at the World Sleep Conference. So how much yes. was this brought up and what's kind of, kind of the feeling about this globally at this point?
1: So I think that we talk about circadian rhythm and overall wellness um, a lot. We recognize there's tons of literature that tells us about individuals who have circadian dysfunction, meaning day-night rhythm dysfunction. We see this in shift workers, we see this in teenagers, we see this in the elderly population. And when we do identify that there's a misalignment of what someone's circadian pattern is with what the day-night pattern should be, we see increase in illness we see increase in adverse outcomes. And so this is a high priority for us in the sleep field to draw attention because of, especially of that background of knowing that we already have a society of sleep deprivation and sleep dysfunction, that this is only going to throw further insult at. And so it is incredibly important for us to continue to drum that drum of recognizing that sleep is a pillar of health that you need to pay attention to you need to do this on a regular basis and we need to have better communication about what is best for our society in order to have optimal wellness
0: well this is all very interesting i have certainly learned a lot more about daylight savings time and this is and how this affects our sleep. This is really just just fascinating. So we thank Dr. Anne-Marie Morse, board-certified and fellowship-trained pediatric neurologist and sleep medicine specialist at Geisinger, and we'll see what happens here as this goes through uh, Congress, and we'll see what happens in the future here. Dr. Morse, thanks so much again for the time. Really appreciate the time.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate you drawing attention to this very important topic.
0: And we'll be right back here on WKOK Sunrise.